15-year-old Oliver Tate does what all people his age do. He goes to school, talks to girls, plans dog murders, and keeps track of his parents' sexual activity. Just normal stuff. He would like to lose his virginity before turning 16. Infatuated with a girl called Jordana Bevan, he begins his quest. His parents, Jun and Lloyd Tate, have enough on their plate when Jill's ex-lover Graham Purvis moves in next door, so Oliver's involvement only causes further issues for the family. I can't think of a clever segue into saying... Submarine. Submarine. Could you describe uh, Submarine as an incel film? <laughs> it is a bit, yeah. Because I didn't really realise before watching it this time. They're, they're, he's a bit of a, he's a twat, isn't he? Yeah, no, no. I, I thought that. Yeah. <laughs> like just, when, when I was younger, I used to think yeah, he's quite funny. He's just a bit odd. But in this, he's, he's just a dick to everyone. I used to think that. Yeah, I used to think. Yeah, he was an all right lad. But no, no, he is a bit of a dick. He's quite selfish in a way, isn't he? Is this one that you think should be in the book, or I don't know if it's a well-known enough film i don't know it. i think it might be I, I don't think it's i don't think everyone it's not a household name is it this film no um but a lot of the films on there aren't i don't know i think it's a good one but maybe it's because i've got a lot of nostalgic memories think, memories attached to it yeah because it would have come out in 2010 and i think me and you watched it a lot when it was out yes um, but no watching it again though and not having watched it for years and now having watched a lot of more a lot of films that are are on the list yeah i don't know why this, this is better than a lot of films that i've seen on there yeah I, i'd agree <clears throat> yeah it reminds me of um reading enemy or something yeah. or, and drinking scrumpy jacks yeah failed that's what it reminds me of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some... No, it, it reminds me of the same sitting listening to itunes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just yeah it's weird um just, yeah, it takes me back, man. That's all i got to say about it. This is one of them films that, back in the day, me and you would be able to just watch over and over, like Superbad. we just watch that on repeat. I think, I'd, and nowhere boy, I think I mentioned this the other week with films, but Submarine was definitely one of those as well, I think. Yeah, and you, you watched Adventureland a lot, didn't you? That I did watch, yeah, I did watch For some reason, that comes into my head. Yeah, I did like that one. Perks of being a wallflower, you used to love that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. God bless you. Just like uh, coming of age films, because I was coming of age at the time. Yes. I was 16, 17, yeah. You were all these characters rolled into one. Yeah. Ezra Miller. <laughs> no, not Ezra Miller. <laughs> the other guy, uh, what was his name? I can't remember his name. Logan Lerman. Logan Lerman, yeah. I have a question about this film. Cool. Well, I answered the question halfway through. At the beginning of this film, I sat down and went, hang on, why the hell is this called Submarine? And then halfway through the film, he starts talking about submarines for some reason. Yeah, well, his dad's a marine biologist, isn't he? So he might have a basic knowledge of submarines. But is there a particular reason? Is that like a metaphor for something? Like below maybe, the surface? Sort maybe of? it's... Yeah, well, on the, the cover is him sort of with his eyes poking. It's not too dissimilar to the, the Jaws poster, really, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, he isn't submerged, I guess. Yeah, yeah. so... I can imagine that's that that genuinely might have been an influence because it is quite similar with the the title just Probably, above yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely sticking out. Yeah, lines. Yeah, because it, it was filmed in like Swansea, Cardiff, Barry, bit of it in Barry as well. Yeah, it's weird the way it's filmed because it's like half in countryside, but then he's like by the sea, and then he's like it's all over the shop. It's like just a made-up place, South Wales. Yeah. The reason I like this is because there's there's not many Welsh films. 
Can you? Yeah, I was trying to think of some. That was going to be because I haven't thought of a quiz this week. Sorry, I was going to try and think of some, but I can only think of Twin Town over and over again in my yeah, head. Twin Town, <laughs> and, and then obviously it's not film, but Gavin and Stacey, and I think that's the only representation people have in Wales. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's not far from it, really. But this is this is a British American um, venture because it's um, produced by Ben Stiller which is very random. But I'm imagining, because obviously it's directed by Richard Ayoade, which we will get into. Yes. Um, but they <clears throat> are friends. I think Richard Ayoade is one of those people that is just friends with everyone. So I'm guessing Ben Stiller must have just been sat watching something like IT Crowd or Garth Marenghi or something and saw him and go, oh, he's funny. It's like, it's like Michael Imperioli is like a big fan of the royal family. Not the royal family, <laughs> the TV show, the royal family. Oh, what the yeah. hell? I know, it's very <laughs> random, isn't it? What a strange... Yeah, that is weird. Um, but yeah, you must have seen Because then Richard Aoani was also in that... Do you remember that film, The Watch? With uh... Of course I do. What was that all about? Vince Vaughn. Such a... <laughs> Richard Aoani. And I can't remember who else was Jonah it. Hill. Jonah Hill, yes. What a weird cast. Well, Jonah Hill, Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller are all right. And then you just throw Richard Aoani in at the end. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. I think he was... <laughs> I think he was on the verge of breaking sort of... The American, I don't know, film scene, but he wasn't really in much else, was he? I can't think. He was in. He's in the uh, two films called The Souvenir, which are they're British though. But mm. that's the only other films I can think of. But it's quite funny because I listened to a podcast with Richard Award, and he, he's, his wife said that he looks like he won a won a competition in that film <laughs> just to be in a big Hollywood film, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which is why yeah, it's quite funny. Well, it's like Craig Roberts, um, the main actor in this film. He's not in a lot. He's in The Fundamentals of Caring with Paul Rudd and Selena Gomez, which is bizarre that he's in that, and I don't know why. Yeah, um, I'm assuming everything that he did in sort of Hollywood films was off the back of this, and Ben Stiller maybe pushing him towards things. I, I, that's what I just imagine. It's just coincidental, if not. Um, and then he's yeah. in Na- Bad Neighbours, isn't he? Like. <laughs> Strangely, yeah, he's, he's very randomly in those films. He's quite a pivotal part in that. He like sort of betrays all his mates, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, um, he's sort of getting hazed, isn't he? I remember him in that. Yeah, weird. But I an American voice. Seeing him pop up because originally we just know him as Rhea Wellard from Tracy Beaker. <laughs> yeah, he was just yeah one of the Wellards in uh, Tracy Beaker, and he was also do you remember Young Dracula? He was in that as well. If you remember that show, I, I vaguely remember just uh, Young Dracula. Um, but also, he was in. I was going to say, just Jim with Emil Hirsch as well. Um, he directed that. Who directed it? Emil Hirsch. No, Craig Roberts. Did he? Yeah, oh, he, he, that's what he is now. Pretty much, he's more of a director. So he directed that, just Jim, um, a film called Eternal Beauty, which also stars Sally Hawkins, who's his mum in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the other one? Oh, Phantom of the Open. It's like a new one. Sally Hawkins is in that as well. They seem yes. to be having a. Uh, and what's his name's in that? Um... I always forget his name. BFG guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always forget his name, so you're not going to get it out of me. Yeah, you're right. It is directed by Craig Roberts. Well done. Thank you. That's what he does now. He's just the director more than an actor. Probably why you don't see him in much. Nope. I'm staying quiet for two more seconds while it loads. Mark Rylance. There we go. Mark Rylance. There we go. Him and Robbie Coltrane. Two yeah. names I always forget. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Right, yeah. should we get into the cast of this film? I know, obviously, we've mentioned Craig Roberts, but he plays the main character, Oliver Tate, who's basically yes. um, 
quite an unpopular 15 year old boy uh-huh. in, in in Wales in, in the South Wales <laughs> you have to differentiate because we are in North Wales that's the South Wales and there is a massive difference because there's nothing yeah. in between is there really no and they put different letters in front of some of their Welsh words for some reason that's always confused me I don't know why they do that I can't think of an example but no, it's I the can't. truth I, don't know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we were 15 when this came out though but he's definitely older than us in real life yeah, well, he's, he doesn't have to be 15. He's, I think he's got 20 when he, he was in this film. Oh, was he? But that's what they do. Most 20-year-olds play 15-year-olds in films, don't they? How old was Yasmin Page, then? We could I be think she was about, No, she was about 19, 20 as well. Oh, well, sure. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. worried, I would worry but, about that. But yeah, Yasmin Page... Um, yeah, she was 19. She, yeah. she plays Jordana Bevan, who is the girl that Oliver Tate is in, infatuated with. Um, he fancies her. He does. Um, Yasmin Page, I've never seen anything with her in. I think she's I have. in The Adventures of Sarah Jane. Well, I was going to say that. Yeah, how dare you? She was a part of my childhood as well as Craig Roberts. They were just both in CBBC shows I used to like. I don't remember The Adventures of Sarah Jane. I think I'm going to have to look this up. Sarah Jane's in it. K9's a big character in it. Good a big com- Type in The Adventures. There's lots of shows. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no, I remember this. It yeah. was a bit like, it was Doctor Who-ish, wasn't it? It's a Doctor Who spin-off. Oh, well, there you go then. But for it, kids, even though Doctor Who's for kids. Um, for some reason, yes, because Doctor Who was the main one, and then Torchwood was for the adults. You're not allowed to say Doctor Who's for kids, Carl. It's, it was on BBC, wasn't it, Doctor Who? So that's not really for kids. But Torch, uh, Torchwood was on BBC too. Yeah, I remember so that. So that was for the adults. I watched BBC more three, of that than I did of Doctor Who, I think. Torchwood was mint. I yeah. used to love Torchwood. Was it John, John, John Barryman? Um, other people. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So another one set in Wales. There we go. We've there got go. quite a bit now, haven't we? Yeah, and then Sarah Jane was on CBBC, so they had it all covered on all yeah. fronts. Well, when I watched this film, I was very, very surprised that Michael Sheen had nothing to do with it. But then I more I looked into it, I found out he was originally cast um, for this film. I can't imagine who's going to play probably Oliver's dad. Yeah, I'm trying to, yeah, def- or maybe Paddy Considine's character, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe because Michael Sheen's if it's in, if it's Welsh, he's gonna pop in at some point, isn't he? Yeah, he is definitely. I'm surprised he didn't. Have, he was wasn't all over this, to be honest. Mm. Um, I agreed with that. Well, or Reese fans, where's yeah, Reese fans, yeah. What are they doing? He's in Hollywood. What about Rob Brydon? There's loads. Yeah, Rob Brydon. <laughs> well, if there, there are a couple of Gavin Stacey cameos in this, but um, there is, yeah, we'll the, get to uh, them. There's Dave's coaches, who plays a teacher. Oh, there's and a few, is there? I only noticed him. Yeah, and Gwen, who's Jordana's mum. Oh, is she? Melanie Waters, yeah. Wow, I didn't notice her. There you go. Another Gavin and Stacey. Just like, can we relate that to Farmer and Louise somehow? Maybe. Stick around. Yeah, so we've got Jill Tate, who plays the mother of Oliver. Uh, and that's played by Sally Hawkins, who is, I'd say, maybe, I don't know if this is right, the biggest per- like well-known person in this film, would you say, after The Shape of Water? Um, I would say so, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and Paddy but- Considine, maybe. The yeah, top. I don't think I don't know about Paddy Considine. I, obviously, Game of Thrones. Who's in the new uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, come on. Yeah, forget that. Forget what World I said. About sorry, Sally, you've been trumped <laughs> by Paddy. Yeah, um, he has now only recently though. I'd, but I think yeah. he's a household name, a bit like old Stephen Graham. A similar, similar yeah, sort of is. levels he's, of he's man. Of, yeah, he's a, a good British actor, sort of a character actor that always plays a similar character, like yeah. Stephen Graham. Well, anyway, we'll, um, we'll talk about Sally Hawkins, then we'll talk about Paddy Considine 
later. <laughs> yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, Sally Hawkins is, like I say, in the shape of water, um, which was best picture winner, wasn't it? In the in the the Oscars, did you did you ever see The Shape of Water? Um, I watched it and I thought, <laughs> it was, I thought it was okay. It was fine. I can't it, really remember it. Considering I like films of unlikely friendships, um, that was too much. Mm. No, <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah, I was, well, yeah. it was one of them. I was falling asleep while watching it. Not no reflection on the film. Uh, it was purely because I was just very tired. So probably need to rewatch that one. You need to make a list on Letterbox of films you were I'm tired watching, too. and just so you can rewatch them, just so you've got them all in the same place. Oh, yeah, that'd That's be quite a good a idea for you. I've got hundreds. Yeah, there's not like a thing off the yeah. top of my head, but I bet there's there's quite a lot. Have you seen Sally Hawkins in many films? I'm trying to think of ones I've seen her in. Um, she always than... seems to play this type of character to me. Mumsy. When I've seen her in things. Sort of mumsy and quiet and shy, sort of. <laughs> but I think it, there's a film called Made in Dagenham where she's like boisterous. And there's also one called Happy Go Lucky where she's just really, really happy all um, the way through it. I've got... Um, <laughs> Even though loads of shit's happening. Something to tie this into yeah. one of our earlier episodes. If they were to remake The Shining now, which I don't advise they do, I think Sally Hawkins would make a good Wendy Torrance. She would actually correct. Did who was the? She, yeah, I don't know why they didn't get her in for um, Doctor Sleep. To be honest, to, yeah, because she does remind me of yeah. um, Shelley Duvall a little bit. Shelley Duvall, yeah, she is similar face sort of yeah, yeah yeah that's good 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 call there jake that's, i like that maybe yeah. i should get into casting I'm trying to think who would be jack <laughs> yeah you, there's Leo no one there's, jack Nicholson, obviously. yeah i was gonna say there's no one really like jack because he does the face he, he, is, he, he can do look like him isn't he yeah she's also in paddington not seen it ah yes you've not seen paddington no I'm not that's fine be, i'm not trying to be cool i just don't really watch kids films it, I, I, I don't know Maybe one day if I have a kid, I'll watch them then. But at the minute, I'd, I'd rather just watch um, something else. Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't watch that with kids. <laughs> I put, no, my, God, no. <laughs> put my uh, foot down there, yeah. Noah Taylor is, what's the character's name? Lloyd Tate. <laughs> Dad. Dad Lloyd. I just got him written down as mum and dad. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know their names. Noah Taylor, yeah, Lloyd. And he's Australian. He is. I didn't uh, realise he was he was like some sort of child actor or like teenage actor as well. Oh, was yeah. he? What was he, he in? Was, he was in a film called The Year My Voice Broke or something like that. And I've added it to my watch list on Letterboxd because it's, it's got like rave reviews. It's meant to be quite good. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm looking at the poster now. He's he's trying it on with a woman. Yeah. A girl. Well, I, I saw... Um, uh, I was I was looking I was researching this film and I saw uh, an inter- like a, a review from a, a film critic and he was saying that this when he reviewed Submarine it made him feel old because he remembers reviewing that film the the, the year my voice broke um, and he said it's weird now that Noah Taylor's playing the dad and in those days he was playing yeah, the right. dad, and he was like just yeah that's weird but then I was like I didn't realize he'd been acting that long but yeah but he's been playing the dad for, for years he was he was the dad in Charlie in the Chocolate Factory of of uh, Yes, he was. Yeah, a little boy. He's played Hitler twice, I'm reading. (laughs) I was going to say that. That was one of my children, yeah. And then I thought about that. He does look a bit like Hitler. He does have uh, Hitler Uh, features, doesn't he? God. Which is the best person you'd want features of. (laughs) It is, yeah, definitely. To be fair... I'd rather look like Hitler than the Elephant Man. I'm just going to put it out there. Well, I think he looks most like Nick Cave, and he has actually been in a uh, music video by Nick Cave. Did you get rid of the Elephant Man? He does look like Nick Cave. I feel bad about that, though. 
yes, I will. It does look like a cave. You were right there. It does look like a cave. Um, so I'm surprised. I don't know what film someone would need to play Nick Cave in. Um, but he's been in a music video by Nick Cave. Both Australian, both long hair, both similar faces. Nick Nick Cave's Australian. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. He's mates with Kylie Minogue. Oh my lord. They're all friends. Kylie Minogue, Jason Donovan, Nick Cave. (laughs) Hemsworth. Hemsworth, yeah. Uh, Rebel Wilson. Don't know why she came to mind straight away. Weird. Australian, that's why. Usually get her confused with Rain Wilson as well, so I did well there. Where's Christian Bale from then? Is he British or is he Australian? Wales. That, his voice is messed up, man. It's gone. <laughs> well, he's English. He's, well, he's born in Haverford, West Wales. But he, I think he grew up in England. You've also got um, Paddy Considine, who plays Graham Purvis, who's a he's like a spiritual guru, isn't he? Yes, um, he has a big mullet um, and a lovely uh, little vest. And he is my favourite character in this film, actually. Yeah, and he moves oh, next. Yeah. He moves next door to the Tates uh, with his his girlfriend Kim Lynn, um, and it becomes apparent that he's actually uh, an old flame of uh, Oliver's mum, Jill Tate. Can you hear Alfie pitter pattering around? Yeah. Oh, okay. Alf, get back on the bed. He's gone into my bin now. What was that tin? It's not like he got hit on the head by a tin. <laughs> I just knocked him out. Yeah, I knocked him out with a pan. <laughs> what is light? What is light? How important is light? Okay, let's think about that for a minute. Because it seems very basic and banal, but it's not. It's loaded. Bloody nail bomb. I think light is probably the most important gift we have from the universe. And if you asked any intelligent bloody writer, like Professor Hawking or anybody of that ilk, He could talk to you for about, I don't know, a year, just about bloody light. We don't want to be in the dark, being fiddled with. I am a prism. That's not mad, okay? I am a prism, I am light. I am lucid. I am exciting and delicious. Thanks very much for today. You've been fantastic. Graham Purvis is moving next door, an old flame of, of mum. Um, but Paddy Constantine's been in a lot. He's been in the House of Dragon, House of the Dragon, sorry, not of Dragon. The House of Mouse. <laughs> House of Mouse. is in Dead Man's Shoes, which could, could well be a bonus film in future because it is a good film. Um, yeah. And Hot Fuzz. Uh, and World's End, but there's less oh, about that the best. Yeah. I don't mind World's End. I rewatched this. It. Yeah, it's all right, but it doesn't live up to the other two, does it? No, no. I'm trying to think of a sort of um, sort of parallel thing in life that the third one's shit. Can't think of one. My head wanted. God, Dead Man's Shoes three. was the first film on the Warp Films uh, production company. That's the first one they made. And they made this as well. And they made this. Yeah. So there you go. They love Paddy. Yeah. Uh, did you Fine. know that most of his lines in this film were improvised? No, I didn't. Well, that's funny. Yeah, most of it was unscripted. Apparently, like, do you know, like, the the guru videos that he hands out and then uh, yeah. Oliver watches a little bit of it? Yeah. They, that took him, like, all day. Like, they just filmed different bits and he'd just be making shit up as he went along. 
Um, well, he's very funny then because they were the best parts of me. His his lines, yeah, really and hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> just... it, yeah, no, it is. Um, <clears throat> what's what you always used to say? When you're in a crisis, yeah. When you're in a crisis, I just his voice and his uh, his accent are just really funny. Yeah, I just hear like a cockatoo. Yeah. Very, I think it's one of the best funny performances ever. And it needs it to be is, talked yeah. about. I wish they did a spin-off with him, actually. Graham Purvis. That would be mint. Like a TV show. Graham yeah. Purvis would be really funny. I it would it be would, funny. It would go down well. Yeah. <laughs> really would. Um, Should we write to him? Ask him to do it. But Submarine is a very underrated film, I think. I think it's gone completely under the radar for a lot of people. Yeah, I'd say so. I don't hear anyone talking about it. And like looking on like Letterboxd and things, people just give it like three out of five and things like that when they do yeah. watch it. And they're not, not on a lot of lists or anything. But again, Weird. but I thought... Maybe, oh yeah, maybe like like I say, because I used to just watch it when I was younger, and yeah. um, maybe that's why I like it more. But no, I went rewatching this week. I thought no, it is actually really good. Like even there's a bit because obviously he, he Oliver in it, his he pictures his whole life as like a film because he's like a bit of a cinephile, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and there's a bit where he's standing by the school gate. He passes that letter to the dinner lady, uh, and he says, "This is where the." the, the the crane would zoom out, but yeah, probably wouldn't be able to form it. So just a, a zoom out would would do or something. And then obviously they zoom out, and it, I don't know. It's just sort of a fourth wall sort of thing. I don't know, but yeah, I like that. It's like meta, isn't it? So yeah, they, that happens, and also it says, and then and then it would just fade to black, and then it does at one yeah. point. Yeah, um, yeah, I like those bits. They're good. Um, and I also like films that split it up into parts. You know, like obviously there's part one, yeah. part two, and, and that. But it's, each part's based on another character. So, uh, and each character's got their own colour. If if you knew, um, like Reservoir Dogs, like Reservoir Dogs. So Oliver's blue. Um, mm. Then I don't know why any of these characters are in this. Jordana's red. Obviously, she's got a red coat. Jill's yellow. Uh, Lloyd is brown, and Graham is black. So on every scene of the film, they're always wearing that colour. Um, I will say something now, though. I don't know if you want to put it later on, though. But okay. Oliver starts wearing red more after he spends time with Jordana. Oh, that's sweet, isn't it? Because they're sort of he's sort of becoming more like her. Oh, lovely! That's go. nice. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Because after he, uh... <sighs> anyway, I don't. Hey? Know. I, I don't give a fuck. Watch the film. There's no spoilers in this. Just watch the film, right? Whoa, after... whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa! Come on, I'm having, a, I'm having a pop here. You're being hard, are you? I'm being hard. Just watch it. I'm not. I'm not. Hiding after <laughs> after after Oliver and Jordana do the what? the dirty. Yes, um, he's wearing a red jumper right after it. Ah, so yes, okay. Because she's all over him. She's all up inside him. Yeah. Mm. I don't think they were pegging. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Not his first go. <laughs> no, God no. <laughs> But um, do you, if, if you if you watch this for the first time, would you, would you like it as much? Do you reckon? Or yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I don't know if I would, because yeah. I did I did see some things that would probably annoy me in films now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I just like it. I just remember. It is, yeah, it's it's, it's nostalgic, it. but it is good. It is very good. I think it's very funny, uh, and the soundtrack is by Alex Turner. Yeah, I was thinking, is that not? Is it not just because of that? I think that's the original reason we both watched it, wasn't it? Because we both really liked it. I'll, I'll tell you the exact reason why we both what? watched it. Yeah. Because um, we used to obviously to HMV quite a lot, uh, and yeah. we'd spend like an hour in there just looking at all the different CDs. And obviously, A is alphabetically first, 
so when we would be looking at Arctic Monkeys or the Beatles, A and B, uh, there was the Alex Turner section. And I remember this got put on, the submarine soundtrack got put in there. And yeah. I was like, what the hell? I didn't know there was a soundtrack out. And it must have yeah. just come out or something, but I hadn't heard about it. I didn't know it was being made or anything. Um, and that's when I was like, I need to do it. So I went and bought the DVD. Um, yeah. I think I must have bought the soundtrack as well. And that's the first time I watched wow. it. So. Which H&V was that? The one in Wrexham? Or the yeah. one in Chester Yeah, There Rex. you go. I missed that one. It's now a mountain warehouse. God rest its soul. Um, but yeah, I, I don't remember. I must have just gone, what's that? You know, oh, right. You just showed me. I can't remember how, the origin story for me. So well, that, was, that, was, that was the first. <laughs> yeah, that was when I first watched it. Well, I think I, think I remember you talking about it. Um, and I was like, all oh, right, fair enough. Because I'm, uh, I'm, for our listeners, an Arctic Monkey super fan. Yes, Arctic Monkeys and Beatles. Yeah. And I saw a... Um, a letterbox review of this film saying I've, that someone avoided watching this because they thought it was a Beatles biopic for years. For some reason, ah. which, which, I, which I can see because he does look like he's one of the Beatles and it's called yeah. Submarine. Yeah, <laughs> that would make sense. They just, uh, just don't make them watch Nowhere Boy. Yeah, I like that. That is, I like Nowhere Boy too. That's yeah. another one that isn't a good, isn't necessarily a good film, but I like it because I watched it a lot. If I watched it for the first time now, I'd probably be like, mm, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it's very. Um, you know, standard, isn't it? But yeah. we love the Beatles, so give us a break. Yeah. Hands off. Um, are we gone through all the characters? Really? Oh, Chips. He's yeah. <laughs> his mate. Played by Darren Evans. Um, <laughs> Darren! He just plays a cocky little shit, but he's, he's quite funny. He does some quite funny lines. I don't know why, but I think he's quite funny. He's all right. He does my head. At the end, when Oliver tries to kick him. Yeah, that was funny. What are you doing, you twat? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. One last thing I'll say about the soundtrack, though. It is a good soundtrack. I do listen to it quite a lot, and I have done for since it came out. Is it your favourite original soundtrack? Yeah, it is. Yeah, for for me, it is. I just think I can't think of another one that's good. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm trying to think of another one. Can't. So, yeah, I I, I like it. Mm. I think it's a. It finishes on Pile Driver Waltzon, and that's like the last song you hear in the song, which is one of my favourite Arts and Monkey songs, actually. And this is my favourite version of it, actually. Yeah, yeah no, I, I prefer this one. I, I, my favourite one on the um, on the soundtrack is Stuck on the Puzzle. Yeah, I like that one as well. I and like if you, it when it kicks like, in. Yeah, I like the, um, I let the credits play because I like the song. I like mm. Pile Driver Waltz. And at the very end of the credits, it just starts Stuck on a Puzzle very quickly and then just ends. It's really weird. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. It's that, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then just stops. I'm like, oh, yeah. weird, weird editing choice. Posty's looking at me doing the, uh, the podcast. He's, he's looking at me right now. Post while I'm at the drive. No, he's wave. There's sort of two stories going on, isn't there? Is obviously Oliver is is infatuated with, with Jordana, um, and he's just trying to be more like her in a way, because obviously he says that he doesn't like bullying, but she does, so he sort of joins in with bullying a girl called Zoe. Yes, um, and she ends up falling in a big pond. Um, <laughs> she does. I feel sorry for her. Yeah, I do too. And then he feels very bad about it because he's not necessarily a bully. But this is what I mean: is is that he he sort of gives up all of his. Sort of beliefs, mind. yeah, beliefs. Yeah. Just, just to sort of get this girl. Uh, we've all been there, um, mm. but yeah, 
he, yeah. uh, then he, he, he writes a pamphlet for this, this, this girl he fell in the pond um, on how to not be bullied anymore. Because he, <laughs> he does sort of try to give people advice in this as if he knows everything, but he doesn't really know anything, if you know what I mean. Because he's also trying to give advice to like, his parents and stuff like that, but <laughs> obviously it's the other way around. Um, he's very precocious. That's precocious, the there we go. He's a precocious little boy. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, but it starts starts working as Jordana starts to notice him. Um, yeah. She she says for some reason to meet him, meet her under the bridge, bring a camera and a diary and a pen. So he does, yeah. and then she just grabs him, starts kissing him, and takes pictures. Uh, and then he has to write in his diary um, how much he likes her and how much her ex boyfriend is like a dick, and that. Um, and Mark she, Pritchard. Yeah, and then she just leaves it lying around the school um, for them to hear. So I don't know if she's just a, I don't know if she she's just a, into a bit of trouble, isn't she? Sadistic. Sadistic. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets beaten up um, because of it. Yeah. Because and then. That is the scene I like actually, because he just he, he starts bleeding and he just says blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he refuses to call her. Well, he refuses to call her a, a, a slut or something, doesn't he? Uh, this lad's yeah. got her in a headlock and said that he has to call her it, and he refuses. Yeah. So he's 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 valiant. Um, yeah. But then he just gets his head kicked in. <laughs> It's obviously made in 2010, but you know this is set in the 80s. Did you know that? It's it is, but it's sort of well, the, it's based on a book by Joe Dunthorne, um, and I think he originally wrote it for like when he was a teenager, so it was like 90s. But then I think when Richard Ayade, when he was directed it, because he was more of a teenager in the early 90s, late 80s, I think he sort of because it's like if I was going to write a coming of age film now, it would be set from when I was a teenager, and I yeah. think people just generally do that, don't they? Think so, yeah. Because uh, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? You write about what you know, don't you? Write about what you know. Yeah, the classic line. <laughs> yeah, write about what um, you know. So but it's, I, it's yeah. So like you say, yeah, it's it's like the eighties, early nineties, isn't it? Yeah, but you can't. I couldn't tell to be honest. You wouldn't be able to tell, would you? Because just the we sort of dressed like that in twenty ten, probably because of this film. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. You you were. I remember going around to loads of vintage shops with you looking for duffel coats. Yeah, we did. And we had the, the hair and everything. Well, yeah. it was just the Arctic Monkeys dressed like that at that point. And then we were just trying to be cool, weren't we? Yeah. Didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is set in 1986 because they go and watch Crocodile Dundee at the cinema. But Jordana, I, I quite like her character in this as well. She's. she's she, she, when, when I was younger, I thought, ah, oh, she's, she's a little bit. A bit much. A bit, much, a bit stern. I don't know, a bit cold. Um, but no, he's, she's all right. He's he's a bit of the. He's probably the bit of a lechery. It fair. is weird, yeah. Because when we were younger, we, we probably just were in his thinking like him a bit. Sort yeah. of, in well, a we were the same sort of minded as him, weren't we? Because right? <laughs> we, were, we were the same age. But now we're watching it for the first time. I'm like, hang on, she's she's been all right. Here. He's been a twat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's generally the main thought I had for this. I was like, what's he doing? I used to see her as a bit of a villain in this. Um, I did as well. Just Later on, when she's got a new boyfriend, um, yeah. but then, but now when I watch it, I'm like, yeah, because he sucked her off like three or four times in a row, and just left, yeah, well, yeah. A, left her in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. But the other sort of story going on at the same time as him after this girl is is is, is this this guru moving in next door that used to be um, an old flame of his mum when they were teenagers, yeah. um, and his mum and dad aren't. Well, his dad's his dad's a bit of a recluse. I think he he suffers with depression and stuff like that, doesn't he? But apart yeah. from work, he doesn't really do anything. Um, he just reads and drinks hot water with lemon in it. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think I get the impression that his mum Jill was maybe when she was younger a bit of a 
bit of a good time girl. Maybe she she used to enjoy herself and uh, yeah. was a bit more wanted a bit more from life than just sitting in and watching TV and reading. Um, so when Graham, the the guru, moves in next door uh, and shows a bit of interest in her, um, and it's a little bit flirtatious around her. Um, Oliver gets a bit suspicious. Yes, but maybe he does. his mother wants a bit more than a, just sitting in the house with the dad. Maybe she wants to go back with Graham and relive her youth. Maybe a bit of like a midlife crisis. It is a bit, yeah. He was a bit suspicious of him anyway, wasn't he? Because he was already looking at him with uh, binoculars. Well, he thinks they're ninjas. <laughs> ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, I, I think I might watch this again. <laughs> now we're talking about it, I'm just like, I do want to watch it again. But I think there's there's quite depressing undertones all the way through this film. There's like quite serious stuff. Yeah, happens, yeah definitely, it? yeah. I didn't realise that when I was younger either. Really. No, I don't think I did. But like the dad's obviously really depressed and obviously Jordana's mum's got cancer and stuff. And yeah. All sorts going on. Yeah. I didn't really clock when I was younger. I was like, oh, yeah, this is quite sad, really, in part. Yeah. Especially that scene in um, when uh, Oliver goes around to their house at Christmas, well, before Christmas. Yeah, the dad just breaks down crying, yeah. I was like, God, this is, I don't know if it's meant to be funny because he just sat there awkwardly at the table. Maybe a little bit, so this would be funny, like dark humour, but I thought it was quite sad. I was like, oh, this is horrible. Yeah. Horrible situation. Well, that's what happens is obviously Jordana and Oliver get into a relationship and then she obviously tells him that her mum's has potential fatal brain tumour. So it's it's not definitely going to die, but it's like 50-50 chance, she says, isn't it, or something. Yeah. Um, but before that, they have like a two, he calls it the two weeks of lovemaking. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just the things they like to do is like set fireworks and like because she doesn't like anything that could potentially become romantic so she likes going to like industrial estates and like scrapyards and stuff she's like Spinelli from Recess yeah exactly like Spinelli yeah <laughs> um, so yeah it's quite funny and I like that scene obviously when they're they're, they're just enjoying each other's company um, it's quite nice Um Looks like, that looks like a, an enemy shoot, doesn't it? That you can imagine a band, like someone taking photographs of someone an enemy doing all that. Yeah. Well, the music video for, for Stuck on a Puzzle was just basically that. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, pretty right. much. I know, there was a music video. There you go. Yeah, it's just clips of the film, but it's mostly of, of that period of the film. Oh, um, nice. That, that's that. But yeah, like you say, there's there's there's, there's undertones. But um, after she sort of admits, well, doesn't admit to him, but maybe lets him in that his, his, his mum's not very well, he sort of in a weirdly becomes a little bit unsettled that she might a bit worried that it's going to make her gooey in the middle he says yeah um, yeah it doesn't want her to go all soft on him so he makes so he puts her a bit of a distance a bit more of an arm's length isn't he so so he starts concentrating more on his mother potentially having an affair with graham next door and that's his main worry now he goes to to graham's is that the point where he goes to his where he does his little show yeah, yeah his <laughs> mum's obviously attending this show um, and he goes to spy on her, and he steals yeah. some videos, doesn't he? But he's, he's a meddler. He's a meddler, Oliver. He is. He's just constantly meddling and everything. Like he's listening to his mum's conversations on the phone. Uh, he's writing letters to his mum from his dad, um, like he is. and stuff like that. He's just meddling. Stop meddling, he's, will you? Quite like it when his um, parents find out he's he's got a girlfriend after he gets beaten up. That's quite a nice scene, isn't it? Yeah. They both come in and like sort of congratulate him. Yeah. Listen, uh, I hope you don't mind, uh, but your mother informs me that you have a girlfriend. Is there uh, anything I can help you with there? I'm not sure yet. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, listen, look, I know you think I'm very boring, you know, uh, 
But once, I ripped my vest off in front of a woman, and uh, it was very effective, actually. I know. Yeah. It produced a very um, atavistic response. Um, it's just something to bear in mind. People say this is like a Wes Anderson rip-off. Would you say it is? I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a rip-off. It's probably definitely influenced by it. It's, there's yeah. not enough in it. There's a lot of like colours and stuff, obviously, that Wes Anderson does, but I don't know if it's as good as far as to say it's a rip-off. It's, it's more... The thing is, Wes Anderson films is none of it seems like real life. Yeah. Whereas this, this is, is a more real. More real life, isn't it? I think both... Because Richard Aoadi really likes films. Like, he really likes all old French films and stuff. So I think he was just sort of... Not ripping them off, but, like, paying homage to them. I can, I, yeah, I can see more sort of French films in this than I can see anything Cause, else. Because the title cards are very... Not to be all pretentious, but they're very, uh, like, French New Wavy. That, that's what... Say hey, a French, French word, you know, you want to. No, well, no, they're just, they're just like, old French films from the 60s. Like, French... That's, that's what they used to look like. Yeah. Uh, title cards and stuff and then like them talking to the camera and stuff like there's bits where like you know when he's reading the whatever the letter he wrote to Jordana that's quite quite you know stylized like that as well but that's the end of my pretentious section anyway no no be pretentious (laughs) another reason I can't remember if I said this earlier another reason that Richard Iowady made this film because he read the book and then he thought there's he likes coming of age films but you couldn't think of like a single British coming-of-age film after the 60s. I can't. Yeah, he, he, he couldn't really think of any. Well, there wasn't many then. Okay. Um, <laughs> so he, he went, well, I'll make one then. Because they're all, they're all, they are all sort of seem to be American, don't they? He comes so <laughs> preoccupied with his, with his mum and Graham having an affair that he forgets all about Jordana and her mother with the, the brain tumour, so he doesn't meet her at the hospital, does he? No, and there's that funny scene where both him and his dad are just um, avoiding everything, really, yeah. just sat in the house. Like, he wakes up at five in the morning and just waits till five at night when he's due yeah. to go to the hospital and then just sits downstairs with his dad. Yeah. He's, he was meant to go out with uh, Jill to Graham's thing and just hasn't. Yeah, just <laughs> um, sitting there avoiding. And they're just ignoring the phone and things, which made me laugh. This yeah. could be Jordana. We've missed one bit, actually, when during the two weeks of lovemaking when um, Oliver asks Jordana around when his parents are out um, yeah, and he makes her like dinner and <laughs> it's like prawn yeah. cocktail um, <laughs> yeah. and he's got like a, a box of wine yeah he has yeah, <laughs> yeah he just says I'm just going to fill this up because yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he doesn't know what to say yeah. that is a I, scene. I, I probably at the time because Jordana's she, she's normal if you know what I mean whereas Oliver's a little bit strange. He's, he's a psychopath. Not so, he's not so normal, is he? He's, I was going to say he's a psychopath. Yeah, he's got a bit of a warped sort of view of himself and sort of, I don't know, I think he's a bit of a nerd, isn't he? Bit of he's a nerd. <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, as you said, he's, he's very incel the way yeah. he is. He's but... always trying to find himself. Like he says that he was into like French cinema and he was into, uh, no, sorry, French uh, crooners. And then he was crooners, into, yeah. he like had a, a, a a hat phase. And he tried to smoke a pipe. Try yeah. smoking a pipe, yeah. He's just trying to find his niche. I don't know. Is that the right word? I don't know. Uh yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Trying to yeah, trying to find, find his what he's he's coming of age. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> when when he does all these things, these weird things like he's made her dinner and um he's got like heart balloons. Um <laughs> yeah, and and like all over the she, she sees yeah. how fucking weird Candle. he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like when he takes, he takes her upstairs <laughs> yeah. and he's prepared his parents' bed with like 
rose oh, petals yeah. on it and like a bottle of champagne in an ice bucket. Um, and he dims the lights and takes her in there with, takes, like she's covered her eyes and he's like, he jumps on the bed and lies down. <laughs> yeah. Like David Brown. Lies down with his hand on his hip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like David Brown. <laughs> she's, she's taking her eyes off now. What is he expecting? She just goes, you're a oh, serial no. killer. <laughs> yeah. She leaves. Fucking hell, you're a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. But, she, for some reason, is lesser wins her over and she goes back in and does yeah. the deed. Yeah, I know. I don't know how that works. I don't... That would have the letter maybe... sounds like a serial killer's letter, to be honest. Like yeah. He wants to drink her blood and stuff. That would put me off even more. Yeah, it'd make me um, run off. Dear Jordana, thank you for letting me explore your perfect body. I could drink your blood. You're the only person I would allow to be shrunk down to a microscopic size and swim inside me in a tiny submersible machine. We've lost our virginity, but it wasn't like losing anything. You're too good for me. You're too good for anyone. Sincerely. Oliver. There was the scene where he, there's a scene where he goes into Graham's house. Um he yeah. sees his mum go in the back of a van with Graham and he assumes the worst, doesn't he? Um and he breaks into his house. He gets drunk and breaks into his house and just does a piss on things. Oh, that's a funny scene when he's trying to piss on his videos. But he can't <laughs> he's just trying to push a piss out yeah, for ages. Yeah. And then he just has like a little tiny dribble and then he goes and then <laughs> And then realizes, oh shit, yeah. puts it out and then just pulls the duvet over him because uh, Graham's <laughs> home and he's coming up the stairs. He's going, he thinks it's uh, Kim Lynn, doesn't he? he thinks it's one of her, like, yeah, yeah. Protests. And he comes in and he's, he thinks. He's, she's under the duvet and then he, he almost gets really angry doesn't he Graham? but then he has to do his like ninja moves to calm yeah. himself down that was a scene I was no it's just anything with him in, it's, near the beginning where he's um, you see him in, around the fire with Kimlin and he's doing karate and then she obviously gives him a blowy and he starts doing the karate yeah. moves which just made me laugh Um, he's just the best character do you know what is also funny the fact that he and Oliver are just complete opposites as well oh Graham and Oliver yeah I just think they're just I just think he he can't think of anything more bizarre than this man living next door (laughs) (laughs) he sends Um, he sends well when Graham comes across him doesn't he under his duvet and it's him that's broken in he he doesn't really he just sends him back home he doesn't yeah he's alright he's a nice guy He's all right, yeah. He's just um, a bit daft, isn't he, the way he is? Yeah. But then does he move out, then? Does he move? Yeah. Well, obviously, the the big reveal is that um, Jill's given Graham a a hand job. Yeah, in the back of the van. In the back of the van. So, obviously, that's created a bit of an awkward atmosphere, I'm guessing. And obviously, yeah, with Oliver going into his house and setting on fire, it probably makes him think, right, I better move because it's just a strange situation. (laughs) Get out of here. And Jordana's got a new boyfriend because she's been neglected for the last couple of weeks. Um, her mum's fine, hooray! Um, she's gonna be, she's gonna live. Um, so Jordana's happy again, but she's got a new boyfriend because yeah, like I say, Oliver's been absent. Um, yeah. There's a scene, isn't it, at the firework display um, at the Whitby Regatta, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, where she's sat with her boyfriend and Oliver's sees his mum going off with Graham and he can sort of, he sort of has a choice doesn't he he can go towards Jordana and she probably yeah. I imagine he could apologise to her and, and what have you um, but no he, he decides which one he's going for and he's going to stop his mum but there's a scene before this that we haven't mentioned and this is what makes me sort of think hang on Oliver is a bloody psychopath he's planning on killing her dog oh yeah I forgot about that <laughs> I was like Jesus Christ 
he's going to poison the dog so she can sort of um, accept her mum dying yeah. a bit easier, so it's a bit easier on her. But I was thinking, hang on, this this kid's mental. What's yeah. he doing? Why does he? Why why would that ever be a rational thought in anyone's head? Well, he's saying, isn't it? There's there's a there's, he keeps envisioning um, seeing a girl with a red coat on the beach and then running up to her and yeah, saying something to her. She turns around, and it's not her. Um, yeah, because that—that's actually—I don't want to spoil another film for you, though. I don't know if you looked into what that—that no. that sort of a hom- sort of a homage to, because he says it's a bit like that film. I don't know if you remember right at the very end on the beach. He says, "Ah, oh, I thought it's going to be like that film," and the film he's talking about is "Don't Look Now," because um, uh, there's, there's a little girl in that that wears a very similar coat. Are you ever going to watch "Don't Look Now"? <laughs> I don't want no. to ruin that. <laughs> if anyone's not seen "Don't Look Now," don't listen. The big thing at the very end, well, all the way through it, Donald Sutherland's character sees this, thinks he's seen the ghost, because their little girl dies at the beginning of the film, and she's in a red coat. He thinks he's gonna, he's seen his little girl around Venice, and he's following this little girl in a red coat. Right at the bloody end, it turns on, it's a bloody goblin creature thing, oh. and it kills him. <laughs> it's mental, but I think that's, that's what that's sort of like, a homage to a bit. A little goblin. Yeah. It's horrible. If you, I've ruined the film, I feel bad. How deep is the ocean? Uh, yeah, that scene. I thought that was weird dialogue as well. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's how it is. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm broken heart. It's very like a film, isn't it? The yeah. way they speak there. I'm like, oh, God. Why are they talking like this? Yeah, but well, that's it, isn't it? At the end, is he sees the girl on the beach, he runs up to her, and it is actually Jordana. She's got a new dog as well. Um, yeah, I've got a new dog. And I feel sorry for that poor dog standing in the sea at the end. Yeah. They keep walking close Freezing to the cold. Scene. Yeah. yeah, and it's just shivering, looking backwards, like, oh, poor, poor little guy. Mm. Um, yeah. But that's the end, really. Um, good film. Yeah. That's the end. Good film. Good film. I give it a five-star, but there's a lot of nostalgia linked to that. I know it's probably not a five-star film, but it's, it's probably a four-star film. It's as good as any sort of in that genre. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'd, I'd at least give it four, but I gave it five as well, because, I don't know, it's just a film I used to love, and mm. I, still, I still love it. Yeah. I really like it. It's like when I give Home Alone a five. I know it's not, (laughs) (laughs) but I just like it. I gave Scooby-Doo the movie a five. Yeah. So this is the bonus film. Obviously, last week was the last episode of Series 1. So I'm assuming after this one, we just start Series 2. Is that right? All right, then, Callum, I've picked the 70s for you. What are we going to watch for the first episode of Series 2 next week? It's a pretty big film. Every single person has probably seen this film, I'd say. Um, it's a kid's film from the 70s. It is Willy Wonka at the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> That's great. I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that would be a good one to talk about, just looking at all the films on there. I haven't watched it in ages. That's, that's Yeah, no so, problem. That's fine with me. I, I do like that film. Just going to come in and say thank you for listening to us throughout season one of this podcast. You can follow us on all the links in our description of the podcast on whatever you're listening to this to on. Um, and we'll be back very soon with season two, starting with Willy Wonka. Obviously, we're not going to add Submarine to the master list because it's not actually part of the book. But I mean, it'd be pretty high if it was involved. But yeah, we might create a separate list with all the films we include in our bonus episodes like this one. So yeah, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
just going through Facebook and I've just seen Paul McCartney posted an hour ago a picture of him playing guitar and it said, happy would have been to my mate George Harrison. What? What's he on about? Has he had a stroke? Happy would have been to my mate George Harrison. What the <laughs> fuck do you mean? 